Welcome to episode 199. I'm so excited. Wait until episode 200 comes your way. You guys, it's going to be the best, the absolute best. I can't believe that we are actually sitting here one episode away from 200 episodes. If you've been here all along with us, just know that I'm so grateful and I'm so thankful. I had somebody come into uh, my inbox the other day that was like, oh my gosh, I'm so sad that I didn't find you sooner. And it warmed my heart. I know there's so much content out there for you now, almost 200 episodes, now 199, which actually there's way more than that. I've recorded more than 200 episodes. They just Some of them have been in series and bonuses and all kinds of fun things, but it's going to be really fun to celebrate the 200th episode. We have thousands of listeners at this time. We are about to tip into 500,000 downloads, which is a half a million the last time I checked. So please keep sharing. Please keep listening. This podcast is just a work of true and utter joy for me. I love whenever I get to read your reviews, when you pop into my DMs, into the Facebook group, and into our inbox, and you talk about what this podcast is doing for you. So today, one of the things that I felt really passionate about and wanted to talk to you a little bit deeper about, but in a really fun way, is mom guilt. So we're going to take a little spin on this today, and I'm just going to talk to you about how I battle mom guilt because I do on a regular basis. We talk about it inside of the group calls, inside of uh, the academy, the Systemize Your Life Academy, which is a program that I run. And we actually just talked about it recently uh, with another mom that is going through some of her own mom guilt. And we're really open and honest, and it's such a beautiful time for me to be able to relate to other women. And I wanna be able to relay that to you here because I know that you struggle with it too. But here's the twist. We're going to talk about this in a really upbeat and fun way because mom guilt can be really heavy and it can be really hard. And I think that as long as we're bringing fun into things that we're able to grow and pick ourselves up by the bootstraps and push forward that much easier and that much quicker, which I know so many of you are looking to be able to do when you start listening to this podcast. So what do you say? Let's jump into how I battle mom guilt as a working mom and throw in some hacks that you can start to use in your own life too. Let's get started with today's episode. Systemize your life with Chelsea Joe. That's me, and this is a podcast for modern women who are eager to live with more meaning and less overwhelm. We're about to tap into some fiercely meaningful relationships, bang in organization and time management strategies, and a rock solid plan for our personal well being with functional systems to those problems we all go through. Girl, if you feel like you're watching life go by from a window on the Hot Mess Express, then it's time to roll up your sleeves, dig in, and get your life out of the chaos and into confidence. Okay, so you heard me mention that we have like a really open and honest group of women over inside of Uh, the Systemize Your Life Academy. And we actually just had a new person pop in recently that was like, oh my gosh, it feels like you have a really warm community here. And I feel that way about, which was honestly just like, I felt so honored to have somebody just 
come in new and be a fly on the wall basically and observe and be able to feel that from the community. But I also want you to be able to feel that whenever you're here, just listening to the podcast. I want this to be able to be a place where you feel seen and understood and also like you're really going to be able to learn something and start working today, like actually today. And that's what I hope we're able to accomplish together with these hacks that I'm going to go through with you. So without further ado, how about we just start this incredible conversation about the mom guilt that I experience as a working mom. For those of you that don't know, I worked outside of the home when Frankie, I was a single mom for a while, but before I was a single mom, I was the only person earning an income with her biological dad and myself. And so I had to work a lot and I had an established interpreting career that I loved, but, and I didn't want to give that up by any means. I actually want, never thought I would be a mom and I wanted a career and I wanted to do amazing things and, you know, do that whole side of life before I had children. And I didn't know that you could have children and be a working woman at the same time, which is where my passion for this podcast actually comes from. But when I went into work and I was pumping and I was missing like nine hours of my daughter's day, I just couldn't handle it. And so I decided to stop working in the corporate world and start taking independent contract work as an interpreter instead which paid me a little bit more, gave me a little bit more freedom, had to be on demand a little bit more. And so I was really juggling that. And through that whole thing, obviously I experienced all kinds of mom guilt. What I was dealing with at the time had really overshadowed what mom guilt felt like. I just knew that I had to make money for us to survive. And so that seemed very necessary and very imminent to me. It was something that I had to do. And then when Blaine and I got married, I was working my event-based business with my mom, which is a company that we created literally off of an idea from scratch, knowing absolutely nothing at all about what we were doing. And I was working my interpreting gig at the same time. And then Blaine came along and we, he was working and I had a little bit more flexibility with the income that I had to make because there was two people making an income. And that's when I started to slowly transition out of this idea of I'm not going to be working full-time because I had Bailey and I really wanted to be with her. And then this whole other cycle of mom guilt happened, right? So I've had all of the experiences. And now I have this experience of I'm supposed to be acting as though I am a stay-at-home mom, but I'm a working mom because I work from home. And so there is this Like there's this veil between my kids and me and them understanding what I do because I don't leave to go to a job. And that is a thousand times more complicated than I ever thought it would be. It's not something that I even anticipated being a thing. And it really is a thing. Like I asked Bailey one day, I was like, what does mom do? And she was like, you do meetings. (laughs) I'm like, I do meetings. Because all she ever knows, she's like, yeah, you work in your room, you do meetings. And I'm like, oh my gosh. Like, it's so hard to explain to them what it is that I do because I work from home. And so when I say I have to work and they're literally on the other side of the wall and they want to play Barbies and I can't because I actually have to work, there's so much guilt around that because there is this, there's this concept that mom doesn't actually have to work. Mom can do it later. Mom can do it when they're sleeping. Mom can do it when they're napping. Mom can wake up early and do it. Mom can do it in the cracks of the day. 
And that conversation that's had by everyone out there and this this unspoken expectation of me to do those things are actually things that I put on myself most of the time. Blaine doesn't, in fact, expect me to do that. He may want me to do that from time to time because that is the beauty of what I'm doing, but he doesn't expect me to do it always. So I deal with this guilt on a regular basis of how to set those boundaries and how to know what it is that I'm supposed to be doing minute by minute, right? And that's where this whole thing came from. That's why I started time blocking. That's why I started my fundamental needs. That's why I started this whole concept of systemizing my life so that I could understand how to be intentional with my time and reduce the guilt. Because even if I were to pour into my kids 100% of the time, which there have been times where I have been completely wrecked by my mom guilt, so wrecked, in fact, that I've just threatened to throw it all away and just be a stay-at-home mom. Like, at my wit's end, I'm giving up. I'm never doing this again. I can't work. I'm not interpreting. I'm not doing anything. Like, I just have to be a mom because I can't do it. You know, there are those moments, there's those breaking moments where I'm on the verge of learning something, right? And (laughs) Blaine has has brought it to my attention in those moments where it's like, you can't do that because then what are the feelings that you're going to have? Like what is the massive void that you're going to have and the guilt that you're going to feel when you realize 10 years down the road, five years down the road, that not only did you give up on yourself, but you stopped showing your children what you really wanted to show them. And I'm so fortunate and grateful that he's listened to me communicate this to him enough that he knows how important it is for me to be a working mom. And so I'm dealing with centuries of culture and even current culture that says that in order to be good at something, you have to really only do one thing. You can't be a jack of all trades. And moms specifically have to give their children and their home their undivided attention in order to be good at it. And this is where the guilt comes from. Okay, so This is my conversation. This is my experience with mom guilt. And I do believe that you've had these same conversations and these same feelings as me. And that's why I'm bringing to you, like an open book, what I do when I have these experiences in my life. So let me give you just a quick rundown of what I do when when I feel this way. And let me preface all of these hacks with one really important thing. I am huge on ownership. And the number one way that you can deal with your guilt is to never blame someone else. You must always take responsibility for your own situation and your own position every single time. I don't do this perfectly. I have blamed Blaine, which that is a tongue twister. I just had to re-record that like five times. I have blamed Blaine, who's my husband, multiple times when it was undeserving, right? Because oh, it's your fault that I didn't have time to do this. Oh, I need you to do more of this. Oh, I can't do this. When in fact, maybe, maybe there's a time or two where he's made an honest mistake. He's honestly been selfish, but so have I, right? That That's in our nature. But without fail, there's always something that you could do different, that you could improve upon to help you in that very moment when you're experiencing mom guilt. I just need you to understand how important it is for you to take ownership and responsibility of the feelings that you have because you are the one that decides what you do every single day 
I understand that there are pressures from small children, grown children, husbands that do or don't understand or support you, but you still at the end of the day are the one that makes your own decisions. So when you get that, and that is the most important thing, that's the most important part of this, which if that's a conversation that you want to dive into, pop it inside of the Facebook group. I'm happy to have that conversation with you. But what I'm going to do is I'm going to lighten the mood. I'm going to bring a little bit of fun here. And I'm going to tell you some of the hacks that I do, some of the things that I've found over the past 10 years of being a working mom that have truly helped me to minimize and to cope and to deal and really curtail the mom guilt (laughs) that we all talk about. Okay. I have seven hacks that I'm going to give you right now. Here's my number one go-to. I love this one so much. I have a chat with Blaine. When I'm starting to feel this way, I just sit down and I say, hey, I need to talk to you. I'm feeling some kind of way and I just tell him how I'm feeling. And I always let him know this is not your fault. There's nothing you can do to fix it. I just want to have a conversation about it. And maybe we could brainstorm ideas, but there may not even be anything to fix it. I think I just need to talk about this, period. And he's gotten to the point where he's like, okay, and I, I, we do have to, I do have to say it like that or else he goes into, I need to help you and I need to fix you mode, um, which is not something that you do with mom guilt. You don't fix it. It's a feeling that we deal with and it's, it's a deep and achy feeling sometimes. And often I just need to go to Blaine as my best friend and sit down and have a conversation with him. So those are the words that I typically say, hey, I need to talk to you about this. And I'm not always that great. Sometimes I just like explode and I say all the things. He's like, where the heck is this coming from? And I'm like, whoop, let me back up and tell you what I actually was supposed to say is, hey, I need to talk. I have this thing that's bothering me. It's not about you. It's about me. There's nothing you could do to fix it. Can you just sit and listen for a little bit? And maybe we can bounce ideas off of each other. Okay. Here's the second one. Journaling. But what? Everyone's always like, well, what do I write in my journal? Specifically, when it comes to mom guilt, I journal pros and cons of being a working mom. I just sit down and I start writing all the pros and cons. And I look at them. And sometimes they'll cancel each other out. And I look at, okay, what do you really want? Are your pros more than your cons? If your cons are more than your pros, are you willing to make a change about it? What do you need to do to fix it? How can you change this up? Just seeing it in front of you is always super, super helpful. All right, number three, boundaries with work. We actually talked about this, me and another gal uh, that is inside the academy. And we just talked about how sometimes that guilt is derived from this, this need and this desire that I have. And I think a lot of moms have when you get sucked into your work and you're gaining momentum And then something happens and your children need you and you don't want to provide for them. I mean, we do want to provide for them, right? But it's this like, I just want to finish this thing. And sometimes that happens during your work block or sometimes that happens over a long period of time where you have a big project that you're working on and it's been weeks of working more hours because you just want to get the website done. You just want to get the eight podcasts batched. You just want to get this massive promotion in your business where you're selling all the things. You just want to reach that goal, right? Like you just want to be there. Well, then you turn around and you look and you have like all this mom guilt. And if that's where your mom guilt is coming from, I just hands down, I'm like, I'm done. I, I'm done. I'm closing everything up. All apps are deleted, closing the laptop, and I'll take like three days off. I've, I've, taken, I've taken weeks 
off of social media. Like you just won't see me because it's a distraction. It's a major distraction. I clear everything out of my workflow except for what I absolutely have to do. I tell my team, hey, I'm feeling burnout. I'm not going to be around for a couple days. If you need me, like give me some siren emojis. Like I need a break. And I know that that's not only good for them, but it's good for my business, you know, and it helps. It fixes it every time. If that is the problem, because you've been swallowed and consumed by your work, then just, just stop. It will be there when you come back. I promise you the momentum will be there. It's not like you're going to leave indefinitely. You just need to like pump the brakes for a minute. Okay. Here's number four. I read my January letter. I love reading my January letter. If you don't know what a January letter is, come over inside of the Academy. We have you write a January letter inside of tier one. And for those of you that are already in the Academy and you have not read your January letter yet or recently, you should be reading it like every day, every week, as often as you can. It's a beautiful letter that you write to yourself once a year. You do not have to write it in January. You could write it right now to yourself in a year from now as if you were actually there. And so every time you read it, it reminds you of what you know you want to be doing with your life and where you want to be in a year from now. And every time I do that, I'm like, okay, this is what I want to do. All this stuff that I just let come in my head, I don't have room for it because this is what I really want to do. So that's a really fun exercise. It's simple. It takes five minutes. It always gives me great perspective. All right. Number five, I ask myself a very specific question out loud, and, and you can also journal this one. This is another journal prompt, but you can, I, I tend to, I need to like say things, which is probably why I have a podcast, but I was a writer for years. I wrote my whole life. Hopefully one day I'll, I'll write a book because I love writing as well, but sometimes I'll sit and I'll chat with this, with Blaine about this specific question too. And the question is, what am I teaching them? So whenever I'm having real guilt and I'm feeling really torn about just being a working mom, I sit down and I say, what am I teaching them? What am I teaching them if I don't work and I choose that life and I go through it? I will talk it. I will talk it all out. It would look like this in the morning. It would look like this in the evening. I would feel like this in the afternoon. I would feel like this on the weekends. And I just, I play out the whole thing. And then I go the other way. What am I teaching them if I do work? And I play that whole thing out. What does it look like? What am I teaching them? And for me, what what my role is as a mom is to teach. It's to guide. It's to show. It's to do. And so if I want to look at where is this guilt coming from and what what is my real prized possession as a working mom, it's what am I teaching them? What am I teaching them? And that answer for me is always so beautiful, even when it's hard. It really does help give me the clarity I need in some of the hardest moments when I answer that question for myself. And I think it will for you too. All right, here's the last two. I think I already said this, but, and maybe it goes without saying at this point, but obviously get off social media. It's the simplest and quickest. It takes 30 seconds. Press and hold on the app, delete it, be done, move on with your life. It will, it will immediately change the rest of your night. You will not feel mom guilt anymore. Done. End of story. Moving on. Speaking of moving on, let's talk about the last one. Play. Go play with your kids. If they're older, go play with them. Go strike up conversation. Like 
Are your kids in sports? Are your sons playing basketball? Go shoot some hoops with them. Like, what are they doing? Are they are they teenagers and they're gone and you're feeling guilty because every small crack of time that they've been home, you've decided to work instead? Text them. Ask them, hey, do you want to come home for dinner? Do you want to meet at your favorite restaurant? Like, what can you do to engage with your kids that's special and meaningful to them? For me right now, it's play. It's hardcore play. It's dress up. It's baby dolls. It's just like, come play. Mom, will you play with me? Mom, will you play with me? Mom, will you play with me? And the answer is yes today. Today, the answer is yes. So these are all seven different ways that I deal with my mom guilt. I had such an incredible experience writing all these down and putting them in a list for you. I was like, wow, this is really helpful for me to just be able to see it in list form of all the things that I do. I'm just like going to go back to this list every single time I'm feeling these feelings and be like, hmm, which one do I need today? And use them for myself. I hope you use them too. And I also hope to see you back here on the next episode because it's episode 200. We're going to have a blast. We're going to be sharing some amazing experiences. There's going to be some fun opportunities for you. So please tune in for our very next episode here on the Systemize Your Life podcast and do all of the celebrating with us and also come over inside of our Facebook group. Systemize your life. Just search it over inside of Facebook and join us there. All right. I will catch you next time on the very next episode right here on the Systemize Your Life podcast. Hey, before you go, if today's episode was meaningful to you, I know it will be for others. So please head over to iTunes, subscribe, then leave a review so more women can join our community too. And did you know that you can have an incredible impact on the women in your life? That's right. All you have to do is share what you learned today. Take a screenshot of this very podcast, tag me, and post it in your stories. What do you say we make a mighty breadcrumb trail for all the other women around us so we can make a change to the culture of how we care for each other and ourselves? I'll look forward to connecting with you over on Instagram. Until next time on Systemize Your Life with Chelsea Joe.